This one's pretty good. It was pretty boring considered to some people. What, that what? person you know that was on mushrooms? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. I like it. <laughs> These are the two most boring people that I've ever seen that I just Yeah. Well, so what, man? I get that. Just kind of, I think we can turn this up a little bit here. It's quite quiet. Make it loud in your headphones. Oh, that's good. Yeah, is that better now? Yeah, awesome. It's okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, Sweet. Good, good. Um, okay, well, let's get this. Uh, okay, so this is podcast number six. This is Pete Thompson. I'm Ryan. Um, welcome. Welcome to the show, dude. Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, this is a little bit spontaneous, too. We weren't really planning to do this. I know. So we were, yeah. we were over at um, the local pub across the street, the brewery, or brewery uh, Coast Mountain Brewery. Shout out to Coast Mountain Brewery. Um, and we were uh, watching an avalanche. Doing some thing. avalanche safety training, you know, a little intro introduction. Right. To, yeah. And it's pretty good, you know. Yeah, I mean, it's packed in there. Yeah. It's a small little pub. It probably holds, like, I think the max is, like, it, 20 people usually. There's, like, eight, six people in there. It was so funny, like at the start they kind of said, this is not a course, you know, like, because <laughs> we don't leave here thinking that you can, like, do whatever. Well, because people are kind of dumb. Yeah. I mean, not everybody, but some people are like, oh, Some yeah. people, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm good to go. People put bought the gear to go touring tonight. Yep. They called in via escape route on the way home. Some stuff. <laughs> so can I rent gear tonight? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was cool, because I think, um, I mean, obviously we live in a mountain town, and I think, even if you just schemers are all day, those small things can just open your eyes to what's into the, the possibilities of what's, a bit, what's out there. But I mean, you'd leave probably forgetting it all. But um, it's good awareness is huge for sure. It, it's reinforcement of everything, right? You know, yeah. that's all you're doing is right. just these little small bits and pieces that you can kind of pick up on. And yeah, I don't know. It's almost like obviously whenever you do those courses, it'll be like a, a level of safety. But different people have different ways of approaching different things, and you know, you gotta just gotta read what's in front of you at that time. You know? Yeah. It's like that guy was asking all those questions. He's like, what should you be looking for? And he's like, he's like, do you just let a course? Go. Yeah, exactly. Just go and learn something, yeah. right? You know? You should look for a course, not what the application are like. Totally. But I think too, like the people need social interaction. So even those small things where it's like, you go, you have like a like-minded people, term driving this, but they're, they all want to do the same thing. Like-mindedness? Yeah. You don't like it? Like-minded? We're all very like-minded. Yeah. Living in this ski town, I we know. all think the same Proctor. Every single person that lives here thinks the same. exactly the same thing. I hope so. hope they all think that... Uh, I, did, you, did you not know that? We're all like-minded? No, I'm not. I'm also just yeah. getting shit right now. I just think it's a weird term. But I was thinking it's like, that. It's like um, I mean, I've taken my uh, AST1, which is at my skills training. Is that what it is? Safety training? Yeah, so I went at AST1 plus I took. Oh, very good. And the plus is like an extra two hours of class time right here. Mm-hmm. Um, totally but avalanche training is, I mean, they were talking about two, you can keep yourself in control because they were talking about the difference between like so AST1 is the first course, AST2 is the second course. And you can do Ops 1 or Ops 2, and Ops mm-hmm. 1 is more of like a job. So that's, that's what I'm in for was patrol, right? Um, right? Working in the industry, tail so guys. Ski patrol, you mean, just yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so ski patrol. Right. Um, so working in the industry, it's definitely a lot more of a, uh, a snow science kind of um, course where you spend like pretty much, you do a, like every day, you're looking at snow pits and you're looking at different right. types of snow, you know, um, different conditions and what effects, uh, different crystals, like it's like, it goes right into it, right? Yeah, sure, it's the way different temperatures and different snow forms in different ways and creates different yeah. layers and stuff. But what I was getting at was that um, you, the, there's that th- threshold of like, you think you know enough mm-hmm. and you don't. And that gets you into trouble. Yeah, so yeah. there's that threshold where once you get past that, but 
Yep. These courses don't, they teach you, it's like they teach you what to know, but you have to go and learn it. Mm. Like they teach you, here's the things you should know, here's how to know them, but you have to go to the backcountry with experience and use them so, on a regular basis. You ever heard the, like, the expression $200? Yeah. So after $200, you get to a place of confidence where you think you've got it. And, you, and then it's usually when something happens, right? And that's right. when you get complacent, and then that's, you know, that's when accidents happen. So that's the whole difference, because like, they talk to an hours, and they talk about, like, if you look at um, Malcolm Gladwell talking to 10,000 hours of becoming an expert. That's professional. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's, like, it's a very small. That's a lot of difference. Totally. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. 9,800. Yeah, yeah. 9, that's exactly what it is, <laughs> mathematically. <laughs> You're totally I right. I do math for 10,000 hours. <laughs> okay, good. You can tell. Yeah, only, only adding and subtracting. Okay, good. Um, <laughs> But on that, so we're talking about snow, snow safety quickly here. So both, I'm, I mean, I'm a novice on I'm talking about. So am I. That's yeah. the reason why we're doing that. Like here's the thing, I think people sometimes big themselves up to be able to, to know a lot more than what they actually do. And that's, that's when accents out. I think so, sometimes people assume that I know more, know more than what I do. Right. Because, you know, you're like, oh, he's on patrol, he's, you know, skis all right. And, you know, it doesn't mean shit in the, the back of you, right, you know? No, it doesn't. I think there's like a... You gotta be honest with yourself, right? That's like the, like the and, and with everybody else, right? You just gotta, you know, don't try and talk the talk and. Be, or you'll die. Yeah. Literally. So is it worth it? You'll know. be murdered to death by. by snow. Yeah. Uh, am I headphones too loud right now? Am I no, it's good. No, 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 it's cool. good. Yeah. Um, what we were gonna get at is that, so we we're talking about ski science and, and and like taking avalanche training course and then whatever, but. Um, difference between that so there's like mountain guides like ACMG guides there's mm-hmm. like the association of certified mountain guides yep or guides mm-hmm. around here but there's like rock guides mm-hmm. so you do but there you can still be an ACMG rock guide is that right I'm, I'm not too sure but I, but I feel like the idea with the mountain guide is that you kind of combine you do it all exactly right. you know so it's summer and winter right. and the way they used to do it back home is they had uh, like these two qualifications and it was say a mountain Instructor award and then the mountain instructor certificate. So the MIA and mountain instructor award was like a, a summer-based sort of qualification. Okay. So rock climbing, hill walking, and then you did your MIC, your mountain instructor certificate, and that was more winter-based. You so say, you say hell walking? Hell walking. Walking hey, through a hill. <laughs> Mike, who walks through fucking hell? Who's that training for that? Sorry. Um, but no, no hell walking, just hell walking. Hell walking, yeah, you don't need a certificate. Walking through hell, that's pretty tough, right? You need a certificate. Eternity. Yeah, I think it's yeah. eternity, right? Well, according to some people, for right. sure. No, it feels like an eternity. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, pretty much you combine the two awards. At the end of it, you can have this really good, like, all-around uh, guide experience, right. you know? So it's like a combination of both winter and summer, you know, so you can work year-round and do whatever. So. But you're a climber. Mm-hmm. Have you ever tried to? <clears throat> sorry, rock climber. I'm not a corporate ladder climber. You're a climber. climber. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're a climber, so um, have you, like, do you have any certificates? Like, like we talked about before. Uh, no, I did. Yeah, yeah. So I, um, so whenever I, my whole climbing kind of experience started when I was like at, whenever I first went to university. Yeah. You know, back in uh, 2008. And I, went and did a degree where I could get all these qualifications. When you have a degree in? Outdoor education with environmental science. Oh, sweet. Now, when I say I have a degree in, I use the term light, like lightly. But you passed. Yeah, I got there. You, you got, you have like... At, we called it 2-2. Two, two, like, like a few degrees of separation from your degree? Sure, yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it right now. Okay, right. Um, but, uh, no, I, yeah, no, I did it. And um, 
the the idea was, and in my head when I was like sixteen, I was like, obviously I want to do this, and I remember going to like my career. Oh, dude, you're gonna totally freak out. That's wrong. Are you not being recorded? Didn't record. <laughs> oh man. Okay, take two. Okay, that's been going on. No way. Yeah. Swap. You didn't swap. Record. Yeah, yeah. I just want to record right now. I'm doing, but the good thing is, is that thing records. Yeah, yeah. Levin, you want to come over and take a look at this? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Technical difficulties. <laughs> okay, so uh, we're back. Uh, from, uh, I'm getting deja vu right now. <laughs> yeah, we're back. See, now it's recording. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Okay, so that has that has audio, so we should be fine. The phone should pick it up. I'll have to crank oh, no, it. Let's just run with this. It's good. Whatever. No, but you won't hear the first. Oh, whatever. That's okay. I'm happy cool. you may. I'm not worried. Okay, cool. We'll talk I'm going to fix it up. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, you were talking about um, you finished school um, with a... Um, so yeah, graduated 2000... Whoa, was it 2011? 2012? Um, really? Yeah. Uh, with a... A degree in outdoor education? Yeah. Okay, cool. With environmental science. Okay, cool. So with the understanding that I wanted the to... Yeah, firstly, and then secondly, I was gonna like trying to be a, an outdoor pursuits instructor. Right? Oh, cool. Okay. So, whenever I uh, whenever I was like sixteen, I was doing all this like work experience, kind of like focused on that. So mm-hmm. I used to work at all these outdoor ed centers, you know, doing like kayaking, canoeing, rock cool. climbing, just helping out. Right. Um, and then whenever I went to uni, it was like uh, the first time where I could get qualifications to work in the industry. So I got my uh, they called it an ML mountain leader for summer, which was meant I could take groups walking. And uh, right. above a certain, you can go like high alpine, which was there isn't too much of in the UK. Obviously, you know you get right. like the three highest peaks, which were like you know just over a thousand meters. But um, which is weird because like there's a lot of mountaineers and climbers that come from the UK. Totally, but it's because uh, it's everything's so close. Like you can go like Chamonix or somewhere like that. Yeah, you know. yeah, like so Chamonix is definitely more of a, like a mountaineering kind of background. Right. You know where you go out and you're you're combining skiing and climbing and all these kind of different things. But I find like in the UK, it's like, it's it's not, it's there's no big wall stuff, you know, it's not like Squamish, you know. Right. So, uh, to a point, you know, I think there's there's obviously still bigger stuff and you can find harder grades to, to push yourself with. And obviously some of the best uh, try climbing, like even in Ireland, there's some of the best try climbing in the world. Like it's, um, well, it's there's, pretty special. There's mountains in Ireland, right? I would say you have a ski team, don't you? If we, uh, no, well they do now. It's it's called the EI ski team. I just recently joined, so. <laughs> oh, right, yeah, 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 right. <laughs> I'm gonna be on that thing too. Yeah, 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 good. Uh, we uh, we can you know be like an international ski and climb team for sure. But uh, Ireland is, and the UK is just kind of well known for its um, single pitch. You know, right, sure. hard, sustained, scary, right. bold lines. But so. To go back to the training though, you don't have, excuse me, um, you were like a, but you're, through your climbing, mm-hmm. you were, became like a rigger, like um, you would do. Uh, yeah, with my rope access. Rope access. Yeah, right, yeah, sorry. yeah. Okay, yeah. Cool. So that, that, that kind of came later on. And uh, so once I kind of graduated and uh, so I worked at a climbing gym for a year in Liverpool. Cool. And uh, I, you know, I was kind of focused on being an outdoor pursuits instructor and then I got to the gym and I was like. I don't think I want to do this anymore. I was where I was doing birthday parties and I was doing travel groups and like all this. And I'm like, I honestly don't want to take people climbing, you know, like yeah. all these kids just running around. I was, I was like, nah, I'm, I'm okay. Thank you. But, um, whenever I moved to Squamish, they kind of concreted the fact that I didn't want to do anything. I met so many different people who were climbers and right. they, uh, they were from all over too, 
you know, people who were like, you know, one of the good guys I climbed with was his chef. And whenever we used to wake up, like he, uh, he was parked out on the, like the, just beside the road. I used to wake up from my campsite and walk oh. down and meet him for breakfast. Cause he'd make breakfast. He'd make breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. It was so good. That's cool. But again, little things like that, that kind of like made me think, you know, in order to be a climber, I don't necessarily have to work in the industry. So no, you just climb. Exactly. Yeah. You got to find a way to have as much time off. That's the deal. And you know, so and working was, in the industry feels like you don't get much time off because you don't make enough money to work. And, and you're constantly surrounded by it too. You're you bored, you're pissed or something. Yeah. Bored and I, I don't know, I just kind of got over the whole scene of people telling me, you know, oh, you got to, you got to do this climb, you got to do this, you got to try climb, you got to sport climb, you got to boulder. I'm like, I'm just going to do whatever I want, you know? Yeah. You got to get away from me for a few minutes. Mm. <laughs> you stop talking about the <laughs> Right. But um, yeah, once the, so I kind of obviously, then started looking at the rope access because I had a lot of rope work skills and I was just like, well, maybe this is pretty straightforward. Not pretty straightforward, sorry. This was very, you know, not very new. I'd known, known a lot of this stuff for a long time right. and I could make a decent paycheck. You know, I was making like $250 a day at some of my jobs, right? You know, which That's is pretty, pretty cool. solid. For doing, you know, for the, the work was pretty sustained, but like, you know, we're working... There's some days we work maybe four or five hours a day. Right. There's days maybe you work 10. Like it all, it all balances. You still get your day rate, right? But to get to that point, what, what's the, the uh, rope access course, whatever you take, whatever it's called? Yeah. Uh, rope access one. Yeah, IRADA. Oh, yeah. Okay. International Rope Access okay. Training and that, Association, I think. So international gets you, it literally means international. Anywhere. Yeah, yeah. So I did the, I did the course in, um, in Ireland and then I was able, I could have used it out here. But it was like a three-day course, five-day course. It's a, yeah, yeah, it's like a week-long course. And is there like um, is there a um, like a first aid aspect to it or no? Nope, no. Just so that's all up. on top. Yeah, yeah. So it's all focused on rope access um, every day, kind of stuff you'd be doing. And um, you know, whenever I did my rope access training, I thought like you know you kind of knew it all. And then same with like yeah, actually just using it for work. The first job I rocked up to, I was like, I felt pretty not out of depth, but I was like. I'm not really too sure what's going on here. You know what you're doing. You know, yeah, yeah. Right. Because it was like, the rope access gets you to where you need to be, but then you've got a job to do. Yeah, so, we'll so, learn, the, yeah. so the job we were doing was actually cleaning windows. Right. So, <laughs> right, so you don't, right. I was like, I've never cleaned windows before, you know? Right. So again, like, the guys I was working with were really good. So you've got this kind of skill and you're like, cool, I'm good. And then you like, get set up and then I was like, well, now I got to clean a window. You know, but what's more dangerous, giving the window cleaner ropes to climb up that thing, or give a rope access guy the, the window cleaner? For like. sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like we, um, the 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 area we were like the the windows we were cleaning too. It's um, it was like a canopy over a shopping center, right? And it's like this open air kind of thing. So cool. we were literally climbing out onto this like um, triangular kind of. Uh, climbing frame right and yeah. then the um, the glass was above you so you were constantly like cleaning the windows like oh, this right? man. so it was it was pretty hard work you it's know like painting the ceiling it, very similar yeah, yeah yeah and constantly looking back and like your neck would get sore but um, again the, the you know being up there you're probably like a solid you know 30 40 meters off the ground and you're right in the middle of a shopping center right one of my coolest moments with, from work was actually like uh, my third day and uh, I got her because uh, we have radios too and my boss was like hey listen let's go get some lunch rig up rig up an abseal out and I was like sure so I had some ropes with me so I rigged up like an abseal and I abseal down in front of the Apple store abseal means you descend <laughs> descend from, yeah, yeah. On so the I said, but I ever said like the abseal out of the uh, out of the roof out of the ceiling right in front of the Apple store yeah, and no. I'm going past and all these people like video with me as I'm coming down you know I'm like this is pretty cool That's I'm cool. like don't mess up right now yeah, yeah. you know it's so, rope, the rope ends <laughs> yeah I'm gone you know so, the yeah, yeah yeah but um, that was that was a pretty cool job there's a lot uh, to learn from that one you ever done like um, 
like bridge stuff or like because uh, around here you could you could probably work on film and television around here yeah as a, as a rigger um you know so we i worked on a film set back in uh, in belfast on uh, the frankenstein chronicles it's on netflix Hmm. And um, it was to we didn't do too much rope access stuff, but more. It's kind of cool because we were working in like a, a swimming pool. Okay. And uh, what they had done is they'd set like a metal framework around the bottom of the pool, and they were videoing like all these scenes. And what we had to do was we had to swim down and like tie off all these boats so that like, the boats could move, and we we set up pulleys so that when somebody pulled the rope at the far end of the pool, the boat would move, you know, oh, and stuff like so that. You're underwater. Too. Underwater, yeah. Well, no, first, but like not for too long. You know, like, yeah. You know, but uh, you weren't scuba diving. I was, but I I would be in the pool, maybe twelve hours a day. You know, wow. you get like, like prune hands only. Pretty much, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because, but like we were there, it's like a safety kind of um, uh, like rescue because we were in the water like all the time. Right. The pool was heated. Oh, which that's fancy. Which, but yeah. it was like, honestly, it was like sitting in a, in a hot tub all day, you know, to get paid to do it. There's um, a friend of mine, I worked on, on a, I worked on Amazing Race Canada up in, in Fort McMurray. And there was this dude that I worked with who did water safety. Um, what's the problem? Something wrong? Oh. No, no, she's checking her hair. She's looking. <laughs> yeah. I was like, it's fancy. Eh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know how half of it works. <laughs> I, I can look at this and that's all. But uh, he, like a water safety guy, he's like, a, I don't know what his deal is, but he would just sit with at, a throw bag, like literally, like with like a, yeah, yeah, beside like these tailing ponds, yeah, yeah, up in northern Alberta. Mm-hmm. And if somebody fell in, he just he had to be, he would go, he would sit there for like, like weeks, like nothing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. something could happen, pretty, pretty bad, I'm sure, but it's just like sit there, but. He gets paid like 500 bucks a day, more than yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, plus the injury base. Yeah, and because so, all the, nobody else has that certification. So, and, and, that, and, so, and then that's where that kind of like, the, the, the point for me doing that job is pointless. You know, I'm not sitting up there for, regardless of how much you're getting paid an hour, or, you know, you can get paid a lot, but the the drain of having to sit and wait for something to happen, you know, like you could, you could sit and you could sit in an office. I could, you know, I, I, don't, I don't think I can do it. Right. Not me personally. Well, it just drive, but, drive me crazy. I guess the thing is, is like, you do it for like, in my experience of working these jobs, where you just kind of hang out. You get paid a bunch to do three weeks of work, and you don't work again for a while. Yeah, yeah. So in that situation, it's probably not bad. But if you're doing it every day, I think you know. And I, I've talked a lot about unless this. you're making big bank for two months and yeah, peace yeah. out. And so you know, I've spoke to guys about this too. It's like that you make that bank, and then you realize, well, if I go back and do two months more, I can have this amount. Ah, you get addicted, and you, and you just get sucked into it's it. Heroin, right? you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. So and I think that's it's that kind of like you have to be very disciplined in the, the ability to do you know that work and kind of just be like okay i'm good to go and so you know i've talked with cal about this my boss like a lot and where you've got guys up in fort mcmurray getting paid hundreds of dollars an hour to do their jobs and then they come off and next thing you know they're buying their their trucks and their houses and everything yeah fort mac flew out much blow yeah exactly and just like top shelf liquor you know and just like partying hard and i think that's um changed a bit now because i was up there doing when i was up there for um amazing race the guys are talking like you know people are unemployed mm-hmm. it's still good but it's still like you i think what happened it used to be sort of sidetracking there but it used to be like you're going to work and just be, be contract work forever now if you don't work for the oil companies there's no more contracting gigs mm-hmm. not as not as big as what's anything then the fires happened two years ago and yeah, yeah but i think there was like a five-year period where people just crushing it maybe 10 maybe 15 years i don't know like a while sure but if you didn't have the certificate you'd make whatever good money but if you had something like that mm-hmm. you go there and you double it or I don't know I'm naive but I say you know like we always talk about you know with the camera the, the, the expression or the like the 
the picture Cal used, he's like, you know, the bigger the storage locker, the more shit you put in it, right? Yeah, for sure. So the more money you have, the more you're going to spend it on, right? I don't think there's ever a point where you're like, for, for again, I'm generalizing completely, but like, there's we people out there who are, you know, very good with money, but then there's a lot of people who are very bad with it too. I'm not that great with it. No, I'm yeah. horrible with it, yeah. yeah. But like, it's it's more the fact that you always find something to spend it on, you know? I'm a philanthropist. I consider myself giving away the money I have. Yeah. Just anybody who wants <laughs> for, it. For good times, yeah. Yeah, like, give me hamburger, I'll give you all the money I have. Yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> But, yeah, um, I think uh, that's so. It's, so that's that's rope access in a nutshell for me, you know. So I kind of like I did the course and I I did. It was a lifestyle I was kind of getting into, or it was like I made good money when I was home, but I felt you know whenever I came back and did did retail for a bit, it was like okay, well, I got set hours one till nine. I get the ski in the mornings. Right. I made made okay money, you know. It wasn't bad, but um, have your certificates expired? They have. You have to renew yeah, them? yeah. Do you remember okay. so? Because I couldn't work for anybody else after I came back. I don't so remember. Once, so I so I got I did my uh, Arata level one in two thousand and fourteen, two thousand fifteen. Yeah. Yeah. So I haven't used it since. So yeah, it's expired. Hmm. So so I, and I would do it again because it's a great course. It's really interesting. And now you can't access ropes at all. You can't, can't, can't even get near them. Can't even get anywhere. But you I, want a rope, so how do you access that rope? You I can't, want it. I got taken off my. <laughs> I can't get in my closet. It's, it's I can't locked away. <laughs> I can't access ropes anymore. There's like, there's like a there's like a digital code of like it being locked and all. Yeah, I can't. You've got to you got to show it your little yeah. certificate, right? It scans it and then I'm allowed right. to go. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So we're at the yeah. So we should tell it. Right? We're down at grind up. What was it? Just before I went home. Oh like yeah. A couple, couple weeks ago. I think we did. We talk about this in the last time. We can talk about it again. It's Maybe. funny. Yeah, yeah. we want a climbing rope. Yeah, yeah Pete wanted a climbing rope. He was very nonchalant about it. Yeah, and they were a bit annoyed. The whole team, the whole, so we went to this climbing event and Pete was like one of the better climbers there and people were pretty good stuff but then I guess they, everyone was talking about this rope that like this like black diamond like, this is a great <laughs> yeah. climbing rope and we're like, I'm like, I don't know, I'm, I'm not even running down my, I can't climb so I'm just hanging on the wall. So Pete's knocking off some climbs and then I was like, I'm going to win this fucking rope. And then he didn't say anything. I totally, I thought, I thought it would be cool. I'm going to win this rope. And then they're like, Pete Thompson or whatever. He didn't even care. And they were like, this is the thickest prize. And I was like, like, I've got a rope. I had like two or three before this, right? Like, yeah. It's great. Thank you so much. And I went to walk away and they're like, oh, a picture. And I'm like, what do you need a picture for? <laughs> yeah. Me with a climbing rope like this. Like. So they didn't, they didn't post Pete's picture on their Instagram. They posted up the guy who won the backpack. Yeah. yeah. And he was far too excited. I know. It's just a backpack relax, dude. Whatever. Yeah, backpack. What a, I mean, it was a was it black diamond backpack? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Piece of garbage. Anyway, but um, yeah, that was a fun. Call. Have you yeah Have you used the rope? No. You should so, just you should just throw it out and make a video of it and show, send them the video. Set it on fire or something like, like that. Hey, remember that rope I won? It's in the garbage. Yeah. <laughs> Picture yeah. myself yeah, just, just sit on the on the couch like cutting it up. Yeah. But. Yeah, but they're expensive ropes. Like if you, I don't know anybody climbed out there, but I don't even want to say out there. Like no one's watching this, but. uh Ropes aren't cheap. Like, like 400 bucks. Yeah, 300 bucks or something. Yeah, right. But I think, the, um, I love the one where like, yo, you can't put a price on your, you know, your safety. You, you can. You totally can. It's 300 bucks. Yeah. You hire a guy for 500 bucks a day, you can put a yeah, price on anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, it's like, yeah. Yeah, totally I'll, can. I'll, I'll murder you for a thousand bucks as long as you sign a waiver. Um, I'm just no, I'm sorry. I didn't, that was a bad joke, but <laughs> I'll murder you to death for a thousand bucks. I wonder like if someone, Listen to this. If you signed a waiver, I'm not going to do this. I don't, I'm not going to try to murder you, but if you signed a waiver and it was like, I give Ryan Proctor exclusive rights to murder me to death on Friday, December 15th, and then I do it, I'm like, but your honor. I signed it. I have. And a signature. Look, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he signed it. And mm-hmm. I, wonder, 
wonder what that would do. We should get some outside counsel. Hey, Adam. Oh, my. He's busy. Love it. He's uh, in the zone. One of the podcast guests is in the other room or in the room listening. But I, I'm, I'm curious if you could, because you can have, this is way off course. It's probably a dumb topic, but you can have doctor assisted suicide, right? Mm-hmm. And so what, what does it matter if it's a doctor or not? If you sign away, we're saying, if, if that's what they're into, right? You know, when you sign the document, no, they sign the documents and you're good then. Like, because you can write a will, hand, you can hand write a will, and when you die, that will is legal. Yeah. I don't see why not. So if someone said to you, Pete, can you sign this for me? He, I get Adam as my witness. Like I say, Pete can kill me whenever whenever I decide he wants to kill me, whenever I decide to be murdered. Yep. And I want it to be by... Knife. Yeah, or like a, a big axe. I want it to be That'd like be a cool. big medieval axe or, yeah. you know I want to get in a sh- I want to get in a axe fight with you <laughs> but I'm just curious I don't know that's a dumb thing to talk about but I'm, I would be curious if it would hold up in court because there is a statue li- statue of limitations I think something like that it's where a statue statue yeah I think it's the wrong term but there's a thing where if you're if you can be proven clinically insane and you murder somebody mm. you can you, you get char- you get put into like a, a yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I think it's like 72 hours if you can I think this is Prove me if I'm wrong, anybody, but I'm pretty sure. Comment it's, below. <laughs> yeah, call in if you want. And complain, but 72 hours. If you're awake for 72 hours, you can prove it. Mm-hmm. Apparently, you can be considered clinically insane, and you can do fuck whatever, and you still get busted for it. But that'd be kind of cool. We gonna try it. Sure. This weekend, sure. I'm around. Go. Cool. I got three days. I, I got no work right now, so yeah, we just need a witness. We can be each other's witness. Sure. Yeah. Mentally insane w- yeah. witnesses. No, but that is an interesting topic. I mean, I'm sure it's I'm sure it's not legal, but you know, I guess uh I'm, I'm, no one's gonna I mean I'm gonna you're, try you're, it. You're drawing a fine line between, you know, what's, right. what's socially acceptable and what's right. what's legal, right? You know, it's like a uh, Because if you try to kill yourself and it doesn't work Is that attempted murder? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, it is. I don't know if it's legally called that. Like you'd attempt to murder yourself. Mm. Maybe not like by a police standard or whatever. Sure. Anyway, <laughs> off topic. <laughs> I, your, I, want to, I want to talk about this because I felt really bad today. I, I, you, we've already, you've already talked about you should go I know do it but are you do you have anything else you want to talk about right now no no it's all cool. you so this is going to be a dumb story I came it's in the, dumb. I was skiing today because we live in a ski town and uh, I was doing my volunteer job which I can't tell what it is because it's it's top secret but um, I came down the mountain and I was parked I parked bad in a bad spot today and when I got there I tried to I thought I second guessed it pulled out but then I parked again and when I got down from the mountain today from skiing and I was walking to the parking lot, I saw there was a gentleman talking to another gentleman in the parking lot. Excuse me. <laughs> and he had been handing out tickets to people who were parking in the wrong spot. And I was one of those people. So I came back. It turned out my friend was the one talking to the parking guy. Anyway, he, there, he comes up and I come in hot. I'm mad. I'm like, I, I was just furious from this morning at work and stuff. And I shouldn't have. Anyway, so I yelled at the guy. I used the f bomb a couple times. I was like, "I'm fuck." I'm like, I didn't tell him. I didn't say that. I didn't like. Wasn't like, "Fuck you." I was like, "This fucking sucks." Um, well, that's bullshit. Blah blah blah. I know it's not your fault, and it's just your job. What's fucking stupid? I had a ticket for parking in overhead parking or a um, overhead vehicle parking. 
Anyway, Pete knows your the story. Your vehicle's not over. Ride, yeah, it's like my vehicle's like a, like a t- like it's a it's a fucking tiny car. No, it's not. No. Anyway, uh, I yelled at a guy and I shouldn't have yelled at him. And so I apologized on the spot, but it wasn't very good. It wasn't a great apology. And a friend of mine was there. We kept talking. I was like, man, I feel bad. I'm like, my car was for the day. I don't really, I usually don't get too mad like that and be an asshole with people. But anyway, I thought I was done. I left and I'm like, oh man, I feel like an asshole. He took the parking ticket back. I didn't get the ticket. Saved me like 55 bucks. Oh, he was very nice to me and I wasn't very friendly to him. Um, so I bugged me for like three hours and I went to the bank today and then he's in the, and he's in the, the parking guy is in the parking lot giving out more tickets. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, that guy's got the shittiest job. But, um, he went to get in his car and I, I ran up and I knocked on the window and I, I, I kind of startled him, but I'm like, Hey man, I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm really sorry. He's like, I'm like, I'm the guy you saw today. He was dropping the F bomb and I'm like, I was wrong. And I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm I feel badly. And he's like, wait, when? I'm like, oh, today. He's like, oh, yeah. Increase that. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I was wrong. I was parked in the wrong spot and I feel badly and I apologize to you. And I hope it didn't, you know, he's like, oh, don't worry. It happens to me all the time. But uh, it made me think, though, that, you know, I was somewhat conscious of the decision I made to be a bit of an asshole. And I, and I didn't have, I, I was lucky enough to have the chance to fix it. I could have just went in the bank and not done it, right? But each day we make these decisions like to park where the fuck we want to park. And, uh, that guy's just doing his job. He just happens to be he's like a tow guy, right? I mean, people can be assholes like I was, or he could have been an asshole too. We could have been in a scene. Um, but uh, it was just, it was interesting that when I said sorry to him later on, I had the chance to, I felt way better. But I was also like, man, that was just by chance I had that chance to say bye, say thank you to him or say sorry. Yeah, I, I think that that's... But it's like, like a... It, like, you know, I don't think anybody gets angry on purpose. I think sometimes... If I was that guy... I'd be like, that guy's a dick. Like I wouldn't have been friendly to me. Sure, but yeah, yeah. Like, but like, I think, I think it's been understanding that maybe sometimes there's other factors that have led up to this, right? I don't think I, don't, I like to think that people don't necessarily. Like, I'm 95 percent of people are like this, but I, I think there is people who are just that that five percent that are pissed all the time, right? But uh, have you ever hit the roof on somebody? Like, flipped out? Yeah, you, oh, have, yeah. you don't have to. You don't have to be guilty. I, no, 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 no. I, no, of course, yeah. I think, but like, it's more. It's if something's led up to like a build up contributing but, factors but yeah prior. exactly yeah right. but, but so I think one of the biggest things I've learned this summer is that it's like there's there, it can always be worse you know like there's no point getting worked up about something sure you know and I think by approaching things being like okay well like this happened there's there's a reason for everything and rather than just being like what why did this like and then kicking off like yeah I just think that it's better to be like I wasn't yeah, I mean, I wasn't yelling at the guy. I wasn't like, fuck, yo. I was just like, that's fucking stupid. Like, I wasn't that. But, uh, yeah, I've never been, I've never gotten mad that way before. With no, no, but, like, again, it was, you know, everything you talk about. I'm, I used to get a lot at the shop, too, when I, I worked there. You know, people come in, and, you know, they spent, like, $250 in goggles, and they haven't worked, you know? And then they've spent $160 on a ski ticket. And hasn't worked and then, and then their kids are, you know, and their kids are mad at them because they've had a shitty day too. Right. So literally this one guy has like all these different things going at him and all he can vent to is me, right? Standing behind the desk. And it's like the best thing you can do is like, hey, I totally get where you're coming from. That's like the best thing yeah. you can say to somebody is like, hey, I understand. Gotcha. Empathy, right? You know, yeah. like I, I'm, I'm 100% behind you. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to be an asshole here, right? I'm, Empathy goes a long way, man. People like being like um, understanding and not, I mean, assumptions can lead to, it's just when you assume someone's, or you just assume that you're right, or you assume that what they're talking about is trivial. When it's like that thing, like, so I've worked in the restaurant industry for a long time, and if you, it's the same thing. People come in, so you have 100 guests, let's say you have 100 guests in one day. 
hopefully more if you're trying to be a successful business, but if you have a hundred guests in one day and they come in, they ask you um, a question or they make some stupid joke about something that's all, people always make a joke about something, right? The same joke. So they come in your store, there's something that cues a joke. It's always the same joke. You're like, I fucking heard this a million times. This guy's like, I just made a funny joke. And the guy behind him, I made a funny joke. No one knows that you're fucking it's like the doorbell, or, right? Totally. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, it's hard in the moment to accept that that's not their fault. Totally. But you're still like, I'm going to fucking throw yeah, yeah, the fucking yeah. door. Totally. <laughs> right. I, yeah. I, I totally, yeah. And I, I used to think about, you know, having maybe like a difficult customer, somebody who's just like literally that 5% we were saying, they're just assholes. I think it's more, but yeah. And, and I, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, um, I, I, whenever I was working at the store, I worked there for so long, I kind of just got used to it and I used to be able to have fun with it too. Right. Well, that's good then. Good. No, well, not to a point where you'd be able to like, why being able to be like work and, and ask them like, what, what's going on? What's, why are you mad? Like what's, what's happening today? Like, and you know, and that you become like this, like, like a psychologist a little bit. Right. But what, but what that does is it sets a tone for the next person coming in right. who is literally just walk through the door as that person's left and they have no idea what's just happened. And you're like, oh fuck! Here we go. I got, I got a wife, or I got family, with the, you know, the kids are running around. And you know what? They were normally like the nicest people you talk to. Yeah. And, and that was the hardest thing for me was being able to reset and go again, right? And you'd start off and they come ask you questions. You'd be like, super blunt, you know. And you're like, what do you want? Pretty much, you know. <laughs> you scared today? Cool. You need some goggles. Yeah. yeah. And that's and that's <laughs> and that's the thing where it's like it's very hard to kind of. Right. He's like, yeah, my kid shit in my goggles this morning. I can't clean them. Classic. <laughs> One year old. <laughs> no, I was gonna say, dude's like seventeen. He needs to learn. Right. That's not on. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Thought it was funny. Now I my, my face smells like shit. Yeah, that didn't happen. Clearly. I can't see shit, right? <laughs> that's pretty good. I get a lot. So I mean, you can't. That's, that's the joke. So that's the kind of shit that people, that joke could be said a yeah, hundred times. You're like, totally. I heard it. Yeah. 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 And I, right. one of the biggest things is people come in and they be like, nah, I'm a very confident skier. And you're like, cool. I'm confident you're not. Yeah. And, no, but like, I usually ski like black runs. You're like, all right, okay. And then they'd be like, and I couldn't see anything today. And you're like, cool, it's Christmas night. Neither could 30,000 other people, right? You couldn't, you couldn't see because the people were in front of you. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, everybody can't see shit, right? Everyone thinks that like, we're getting very ski centric here, summer centric, but I feel like everyone thinks that the goggles, like, they don't clear the fog. No, they don't part the sea. And that's like, you're not that's, like that's the hardest conversation with people. It's like you gotta explain them. I like, can't see. People, nobody can see up there. Everybody's skiing around, just like. Are these gonna help me ski better? No, no, they're not. No, they're not at all. No, I mean, m- no. I think I think stuff's getting better, but it's not like if it's foggy and wide out and cloudy, you're fucked. Yep, everybody is. Like, um. My my roommate Adam, he's been on the podcast before. He uh, he's got these goggles that he got from, I think Spy and Oakley, and they change color. Yeah. So you can change the intensity of the of the uh, whatever the fuck it means, the intensity of the shade. So like the um, what's the word or the term? Pretty much like the the percentage of light that gets through. Sure. So opacity, opac- opacity, sure. yeah, whatever the fuck it is. Anyway, it makes them darker or lighter, and totally. you can see better. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but, but you still can't see if it's foggy and so i think and that's you know like it's not it stops the sun yeah but if it's like you can't see the forest for the trees the trees are in front of your eyes yep it's the same thing with these goggles i don't know i think one of the, one of the biggest things is people are trying to find like there's always an excuse and uh sometimes isn't always all the edges somebody tune my skis wrong and I'll keep catching so, an edge. So, 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 yeah, somebody, Adam skied my, or my, you know, Adam tuned my, yeah, he tuned my skis 
and they're running too fast and the edges are too sharp. I'm literally skewing like Mac 10 everywhere, right? It was kind of pretty backseat. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, man, so that the, happened. The, that, that opening day, like that first day, I was literally like, I cannot keep up with these things. It was pretty funny. Could you imagine if like, when you like new tires for your car, <laughs> it made it like that, like, it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd be brutal yeah, it'd be all yeah. over the place. It'd be so funny. Right, whoa. Well, I wonder what the equivalent is. So like we talk about, it, we're in a ski town, but I wonder if you live in like, in the city, and you, I want, uh, this is gonna be a dead end here, I think. I'm dragging us down a hole here. Uh, what, like, what's the equivalent of tuning skis? In the city? Yeah, like oiling your chain of your bike? Maybe. Probably tune your bike, I guess, right? Maybe get new new shoes? <laughs> I love shoes. Yeah? Yeah, new shoes are sweet, actually. Yeah. I should get a new pair of shoes soon. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've got tons of shoes actually. I got two. I got two pairs for the price of one from New Balance as well. Yeah, right. That's Tell the story before. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, like if you live in the city, you're like, oh, I got the sickest new tires for my bike. I'm fucking go through it, rain. You go know, through human feces on the street. If it, you know, if I was gonna bring it to climate a little bit and talk about like everything, oh, that's, you know, that's your shoes. I'm, like, have you ever got your shoes re-rubbered? No. Can you can do that, right? Can the only reason it? I haven't done it is because they smell so fucking bad. But you can get your you shoes re-rubbered. Yeah, yeah, but I, I go through climbing shoes like every six months. Six months to a year, depending on what brand they are. Climbing but, shoes fucking stink from the yeah, like, yeah, day one. But, um, you know, I, I, so my, one of my favorite stories is being at, um, you ever, you ever, you ever, ever go try Easy Chair? One of the boulders in Squamish? So it's like a, it's like an iconic like Squamish boulder problems V three V four. Been in that that Viper pit or something? Or Viper? Yeah, yeah. So it's a little bit yeah, it's a little bit past up. Okay, but, uh, right. They, I was with a guy and I was just by myself. And I had uh, like a couple of mats and I went and dropped in on these. It was like a, a guy and his girlfriend looks things. And uh, so the guy's there and he's trying this thing. He's like, oh, these shoes are shit. And he's trying this problem because it's all on this left heel hook. You right. pretty much just like work your way along this kind right. of like heel hooks like this, everyone. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. You put your you put your <laughs> put your heel on. You, and you put hook your it on. heel on the rock. You hook your you heel hook on. It. That's exactly <laughs> what it means. Yeah. Sorry. But so this this guy is blaming his shoes. He's like, oh man, I hate these shoes. Right. His girlfriend's like, oh well, you got your you know your five tens in the truck. Maybe you should go get those. And he's like, yeah, it's a good call, babe. That's a good yeah, call. Double so shoe program. So I'm, I'm literally like lapping this thing, right? And this guy, he's getting super, super pissed off. So he goes away and he gets his other shoes and he comes back and he still falls off at the same bit. And I'm just like, so if it wasn't the shoes, what's the issue, right? And I love watching people fall off stuff because if there's usually like no excuse, then, you know, they're pretty decent, you know, because right. they, just, they just fell off because they fell off. That's, that, that's what happens. But you watch people and they're like, oh, chalk's not working today or you know like oh, I didn't bring my good chalk with you know or my shoes aren't it's too greasy it's too humid and you're like oh shit uh, but that's yeah. like that same thing always there's, there's people are you just weak or you, you can just calm down not be there's, there's like a, there's a cl- there's like a pull up bar the grind up climbing your shoes just like people I think it's an image thing like yeah you're trying to seem like you know what you're doing and just having a bad day yeah and people and people, you're people. just a bad like you just haven't practiced enough. Yeah, you know? and I, I think that um, get nice pants. Yeah, with like a rubber band. The gray ones. From, yeah, yeah, yeah dude, those are sick. Dude, those pants. I gotta buy those. I need to climb. Yeah, like total poser. No, not even. I think it's okay to pose, but if you're okay with it. But oh, sorry, I keep interrupting. But I feel like the thing is like you're the superficial side of things. Like when people are like I gotta do skis so I can ski better. I gotta get these things so I can do better, and I need a better cars so I can drive better. I need these things, and you're like, no. 
You gotta put at the some time point. At some point, sure, they do make a difference. Mm-hmm. If your rubber is off your shoes and your toe's sticking out, you can use sure. a pair of shoes and you can't yeah, climb yeah. properly. But if you have two pairs of shoes and one's for different things, they're both brand new, you're probably like, get the fuck. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. And that's, um, I think that's where, I think like companies kind of play on this a little bit too, right? Where they can be like, okay, we got the new and best kind of thing that's going to solve everything for you. All those issues you've been having, all those problems, all those climbs you can't do, this is the shoe for you. Dude. And then they get it and then they're like, oh, I still can't do it. You know? It drives me nuts, man. I mean, I've, I've worked in that industry for a long time, like mm. outerwear and stuff like that and everything else and clothing. And I'm like, man, yeah, it's different. And so, I mean, some of these companies make great things. They make incredible stuff. Of course. And then there's no denying about that. So, and there's stuff that will be made better, but that's not for your everyday, everyday kind of person, right? There's no. for the boys. And there are a few like, companies who promote don't buy it all the time, you know, repair mm-hmm. things, that kind of stuff. There are a few that are really good at that. Not many, but um, promote it. But just having the shit. Mm. Like, it's I a know, big thing. I know gear guys who are good at what they do. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah I know yeah. gear guys who don't do shit. Yeah. They're bad with you, but they love gear, which... I feel like it's kind of the sales rep thing. It's like, I feel like the sales rep guys are like, when you're a sales rep, when you work for like a brand, I know exactly what you want me to say it. That's the, the guys that couldn't make it, right? <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm a marketing guy. I'm, I know, Cause I can't ski. So I market skiing, but I mean, but I, now I market weed, but I, and I can smoke weed, but yeah, like if you can't make it, you're like, I'm a rep. Yeah. And I, I know a lot of great people who are reps, but totally stop having the best shit. doesn't matter. I totally. mean, I guess you get a deal on it. So it's cool and all, but, it's not, it doesn't define you. There's there there and there's a lot of great reps that I know who are actually badass at what they do. Of course, and I, and I love that. They're the ones you respect. The ones you're the cool. Totally, and it's the brands that they <clears throat> represent are the best. And it's like and those brands do well in your store. You know, you think about Miles, dude was like you know free uh, free Shout style. Shout out to Miles Ricketts. Yeah, Miles uh, Rick. yeah, buddy. Yeah. Like, like Oakley rep, he crushes. Rep, you know, Kim and Carl. Black Row. Yeah, exactly. Those boys are they're all great at what they do. Oh, yeah, right. So whenever you talk to them, you have this like real kind of like conversation about what's actually happening mm-hmm. and you talk to other reps and you're like you have no idea dude what's going on and it sucks because it's not their f- I mean, maybe it's not their fault but especially if you're new but I feel like uh, there are gear nerds who just love gear yeah, yeah. and you know what they might not be good at the sport but if you want advice on gear they might know exactly how to use and it again, and but they won't we're, we're sitting here like we're, we're experts high and mighty yeah like I don't I, think, I don't know shit everyone exactly none of yeah. it like I, and I think that's that's. but we don't care I don't know shit yeah I mean, I, I don't I, care. And I don't care, you know? I care I, a bit, but not that much. No, like, whenever it comes to, I, I felt like the biggest thing for me is, like, whenever you just don't care what anybody else thinks. Right. And There's, like, four Rubik's Cubes in this house, and I can't finish one of them. <laughs> I, have, I have cool Rubik's Cubes, but I can't finish a single one. Yeah, like... I have tons I, of books I don't read. I I don't talk like I'm the best, and I don't fucking, like, and I think my your actions speak a lot louder than your words do. And I, and I never, ever judge somebody based on their performance at any time. I think, like, everybody, like, because I've come from, like, not being able to ski at all, right? And right. not that I'm saying I'm going to ski, but I've got a lot better. And it's yeah, like, good, man. Uh, yeah, but like, it's more, you never be a somebody. Like, uh, one of my best stories was a guy, uh, a climber, a young guy, Matty Travis. And Matty was, you know, he was a little bit weird, a little bit antisocial. When I first met him, he was like 16. Twice a climber. Uh, but now he's like, one of the, he's <laughs> such a climber. A, yeah, he's so good. Because he talked to anybody. Totally. He's like, fuck, I'm going to do that. Not even that. He's just like, he went from being like really kind of purr to being really good. Right over like maybe two or three years, but the guy never give up, right? And that's the thing you always kind of fall with it. And climbing is a sport that you can't give an inch if you want to get better. You yeah. can't stop, and you can't like. In my novice experience climbing, and, and trying it and knowing these issues, is like 
you you can't you can't give it up. You can't give it an inch. You gotta keep trying every time. You got every little every little second of hanging on longer. Yeah, yeah. It all counts something. I, I think the biggest thing that for me is what I tell people like you you whenever you first start you really know how to try hard. You know, like everything's a fight. Everything's yeah, you're hanging you know, on. Totally, literally, you're by your fingertips. As you really get, I, on. as you get better, you kind of lose that a bit. Right. You know, you're doing a climb and something doesn't quite work out. You know, and like whenever we we're down at that comp the other weekend, like literally, you go at it, balls to the wall, until you fucking either fall off or you reach the top. Right. right. And that's and that's where the biggest thing I've learned over the past couple of years is there's a there's a difference between you know climbing hard, like well, sorry, not climbing hard and trying hard, but like you know people falling off making excuse or did you actually really try hard did you really dig like you know was it to the point where you were like at your limit like the, from well the climbing is weird because climbing is like when you try hard you could pull a tendon in your finger trying hard very true yeah yeah so it's like people have this like most people like i can't open the pickle jar you try hard but you you're not trying to point where you break your wrist pushing so hard because you just feel like you can't do that yeah, yeah, yeah but you could hang on to something with like one or two fingers or I guess twist whatever and those two ones where you put your just so you guys know I'm using a hold here yeah, yeah, yeah. you try to well, put well, and, have, and you pull a tendon that. just because yeah, yeah. because you can hang on that long because your tendons will create the tension yeah but your mu- it can't your muscles can't so support one, one of the, yeah so I had a, like a like a finger pocket like this and this is why I caused this injury was like it actually slipped right and I kind of tried to readjust and I'll never forget like I got a shooting pain through my palm and down my arm like everything it was like yeah it's so, all attached. And it, yeah, and, it, and again, I think injury is part of any sport, you know? I think that right. climbing injuries and that's all part of it and skiing, you know? and Injuries are fucked, dude. And it, it but I, for me, it was like, it's almost like a rite of passage almost, you know? Like I was like, well, I've got my first tendon injury. It's not great, but, you know, I was like 20, 21 or something like that. And it's like, I got, you know, plenty of time to get over this, you and know? I think, I think there's like, it's like the, the war, war battles, right? It, exactly. Like, yeah. It, yeah. It, totally. It, it, you get respect for, yeah, you don't find it, but you just got to let it heal. And it's, um, you know, it's part of the, the rite of passage to go through to maybe, and it, it is, but, but, but what will you learn from that then is you kind of know where your, your weaknesses are a little bit right. too, right? Totally. You know? Cause I would, I would have felt like I was unstoppable at that stage. You know, I was right. climbing hard and everyone was great. And then, yeah. And then you finger Blue injury, digit. And, yeah. And then you're like, you're out for six weeks. At uh, least, yeah, you know, so happens. Man, like when I fell on my mountain bike a couple weeks or a couple months ago, I thought they broke my wrist or my thumb, and then I was like, I did, like I fell off my bike, and everything was covered in dirt except the hand that was broken. So I'm like, well, how did this happen? I don't have no yeah. fucking clue. I fell in the dirt, and I'm like, well, and then you just get back on your bike and you just have to like assume it's not going to happen again. Yeah, I, it I, will, I, but you have to put it on your brain. You know, there's. <laughs> There, there's so many different aspects like and, and I find that there's people who go through their climbing careers or whatever and they're perfectly fine mm-hmm. but then there's a lot of people who go through who are extremely talented who are just non-stop injured you know or like they've always right. had issues and it's it's for me like the people I've kind of met it's the people who are the most humble who kind of roll with those punches you know right. and kind of really appreciate you know like well okay this has happened you know but yeah, like there's there's a couple of guys I climb with that the at ground up and they're like you know, uh, Matt had to go to physio because he just had like a niggle in his in his shoulder and like the bottom of his neck for for a while, right? Mm-hmm. And now he's like, well, I'm out for a bit, you know, like it's yeah. It, 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 I think you know it's it is what it is, you know. <laughs> it is what it is. It's like that time when I was like when I had tendonitis when I got tendonitis in my hands. Mm-hmm. You just got like for climbers. I mean, you get it, but you just can't use your hands. No. Well, you have to stop using them for until it goes away. Yeah. And so the, these pains are like. I one of the, one of the biggest things people used to come up and say, oh, I've got like real pain in my elbow, 
like right here yeah. you get like a lot like like a tennis elbow or uh, golfers elbow. yeah it's just you're not warming up probably yeah. usually but that was that was the thing and yeah. I, cause I used to get a little bit too but again you learn from it right you know yep so or you don't um, or you don't exactly yeah um, injuries yeah. are like uh well, some people don't get injured much, and when they do, they get fucking worked. I know, and that's usually the, you get yeah. small ones, and you're like, okay, and you get confidence, and you get like, you don't know how to fall. Like yeah, as a yeah. kid, you're, you do things, um, whatever it is you do, you fall. You don't get hurt as much when you're a kid. You get cut and bruised every spring hammer does it, but those catastrophic injuries happen. I would guess when people are older. But when like those skateboarders, right? All those skateboarders, but the skateboarder kids like. You, when you're young and you learn to fall, skateboarding is a high consequence sport, mm. in, my, in my opinion, as far as falling on cement, pressing hand. But if you learn to fall, you you can minimize that yeah, yeah. massive injury. But if you never fall because you either don't try or you're just gifted somehow, and you have that one day where shit goes a little bit sideways, and, and you that, fall, and you're like, totally. everything's broken. Yeah. For, yeah. You know, and I think about the amount of times that I've fallen or I've, you know, done stupid stuff, and it's like, like being able to like walk away from something you know and then you hear these stories of like the, the guy that falls down three like two or three steps and he like breaks his neck and you're like well the amount of stupid stuff I used to do like you know how, yeah. I was like never that bad but you know? no one you don't practice that no very true like <laughs> well, you could I mean if you're a stuntman I think that people teach people how to ski they teach them how to skate or they teach them how to serve there should be like an hour of each class on how to wipe out like tuck and roll. Yeah, yeah. Let's don't fight it. Let it go. Let it just... Like, right? Yeah, yeah. When I fell on my bike last time, I remember I was like, holy shit, I just threw an elbow to the ground or shoulder to the ground because I was... I would have done this otherwise and probably just broken fingers yeah, off in the yeah, trees. Broken, yeah. So you get a bit of an idea of it, but um, I have a super big fear of falling now, but you know, what freaks me out the most is like when you're watching like Instagram or Jerry of the Day and these wipeouts, you're like... Those people aren't alive anymore. They're, I'm like, why are you filming this? Yeah, yeah. Like the person clearly is compromised for the rest of their life in some level or they're not there. Yeah, they got yeah. murdered to death by that accident, whatever the <laughs> fuck it was. Like, I don't understand that, that, and there's so many websites or so many Instagram channels that do that. Cook slams and Jerry the day and yeah. Like, Oh, Jerry the day, this day sucks. Uh, have you seen you have this, kids the, getting hurt? You ever watched yes. That get Sandy. Get Sandy. Kids getting hurt. Actually. So kids getting hurt is one of the funniest things because but some of these kids get really hurt. I know. Like when the dad kicks the soccer ball and they fucking cartwheel into the bushes because they hit him in the face. That's a scene. That's That kid's fucked up. Or like two cars collide and one disappears upside down in the bushes or whatever. That's a scene. Like yeah, why are yeah, you yeah. putting that on fucking Instagram? Yeah, yeah. And then people are like, people are like, boom. They put like comments like fire, like 100%. You're totally making light of someone just totally died. Yeah, yeah. It's so weird. We're just watching, we're just watching snuff films on Instagram, you know, snuff sure. films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, yeah. It's been sniff films. Sniff. Much people just do on the drugs on the table. Just doing blow all the time. <laughs> yeah, I'd watch that. I would watch that. I'd probably watch that too. If you had like a, if you had a YouTube channel, just like a live webcam, you just doing coke. You just watch the craziest <laughs> shit going. Be like getting all excited, freaking out. And watch what happens after too, right? You know, it would be the oh the man, story. that'd be the longest video. Wouldn't stop. Yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, you're you're totally right. I think that learning how to fall is. Huge. In- integral yeah. integral whatever you want to say it sure yeah but um, I mean climbing clearly you fall if you're bouldering you fall depending on if you're outdoor bouldering you probably could fall quite high or from the yeah, quite high yeah indoor bouldering is there like um 
a certified height in indoor bouldering? I don't think so. It's just kind of like... Within 12 feet, probably. Yeah. I think like the height of grind up, you know, it's pretty similar to the height of the gym at yeah. the UK I used to climb up, you know, so... Well, you can jump from the top and still be fine. Yeah. It's not good for you. I guess when I've started to climb a lot more, just to try and watch my knees and stuff like that, because oh, yeah. it'll drain your knees for well, sure. Well, you climb like all the time, so... Yeah, yeah. I want to jump out. It looks cool. I'm like, oh. Yeah, yeah. It, I it, think I blew an ankle. Was it superhero landing? Yeah, dude. I was at the core, the core local climbing gym in Whistler. It's kind of, it's pretty good. It's all right. We've, we've talked about a lot. But anyway, uh, I watched a girl jump from the top and then just watched her ankle pretty much. Oh, yeah. I can, the bottom of her foot twisted up and pointed the roof pretty much. It yeah, was brutal. Yeah. And she was like, oh. And I was like, oh, my God. I was over like. Wasn't Jess, was it? No. I don't know who it was. Apparently, it happened. It happened twice that day to somebody else. And I was, I was lifting all the weights in the gym. Like everyone there was there, I was lifting it. And uh, yeah, this girl, I had a scream. Yeah. I mean, I was like, ah. Oh. And then you can. It happens. Because it's a soft mat, so if you yeah. land aside, the mat gives, but your foot then just fucking fall. Oh, yeah. dude, the scream was crazy. But yeah, I know. It's it's like it's got to be a good drop because twelve feet. I mean, even two feet could fuck you up. But you know, I, I guess I think sometimes those those you know whenever you're doing like a last move. You know, it can be a little bit scary sometimes. But I think she just jumped yeah. down as she was done. Yeah. Just dropped. Well, you know, it's even worse. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I try, try and down climb as much as I can now to try and avoid that. But you ever been, been, in, a, you ever been in a cast? Uh, Sorry, knock on wood. Yeah, not not yet. No, not for legs. You've never been in a cast. No, it's, uh, for my um, so I broke my hand like right here. Yeah. Sp- Playing, playing soccer actually oh really um, football yeah football classic bit of football I was, football. I was actually at the front of my house playing my brothers yeah and then uh, I was talking to the, the goalkeeper and then I was like my brother said watch out and I turned around and the football was like right here so quick and they went like this I put my hand up like 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 this like <laughs> like, a, like a fin and what, what happened is the the, the football like hit my, hit my oh. hand and like and then it crushed it up against my forehead right oh wow so I kind of like and my brother came up he's like you alright and I'm like ah yeah I'm fine I'm fine and then we kind of called it after that so we went back into the house we were playing like Playstation 1 or something at the time right? Playstation 1 yeah, I think it's uh, called Playstation yeah Playstation, playing the Playstation the original <laughs> yeah and uh, I put my hand on my knee yeah like, to sit and chill and then I looked down and like swollen like Oh, dude. Yeah, crazy, you know. It's funny how you just yeah. don't feel it, eh? Yeah. So, and then I, yeah, and after that, I went to the hospital. Like, yeah, you broke your middle finger. First of all, the best. And they put me in a cast for that. Oh, so you were in so, a cast. Yeah, but that's, yeah. that's the only one, I think. Yeah, I broke, broke my collarbone a couple of times. They put in like a figure eight for that day with a figure eight brace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. yeah, was fine. Yeah, fucking breaking shit, man. I don't know. Like a cast is brutal. I had a, I had a cast on. They thought my hand was broken. It wasn't broken, but I wore a cast for three weeks. So I just couldn't. It was my, recent, too. Yeah, just so it feels like. The idea that your hand is fine mm. never was broken, so your confidence is there. Yeah. But it's like a fucking noodle because it's been in a cast for three weeks. Yeah, yeah, I was been using. Yeah. Yeah. I've I had both I've had my hands both my hands in cast twice. Not at the same time? Uh almost. I broke both my thumbs at the same time. I was I got mad. So I was <laughs> I, I, no. I forgot my ski pass. We're a ski we live in ski town. I forgot my ski pass at home. Mm-hmm. So I would have gotten the chairlift and they're like, I'm like, fuck, I forgot. So I went into the guest relations. I was like, hey, there's Ryan. Forgot my shit. You passed. Yeah, like, yeah. They were like, can't give you one. You got to go here. I'm like, what? So I kind of got mad. I was like, I, you have them right. I can see them. Like they're right there. You can yeah, make yeah. me one. But I couldn't get back because I worked anyway. So they finally got. Do you, do you have to go to the um, Springs building? Yeah, or for something? sure. Yeah. Okay, cool. But as I came walking with my friends, 
have my ski poles in my hands and they, your thumbs are kind of like this. Mm. And I fucking wiped out the ice, <laughs> put both my hands down and I broke this thumb and I skier and I sprained this thumb. So this thumb ended up in a cast. Yeah. This thumb ended up in a splint. Cool. All because I don't know if I, I don't know because I don't know if I wiped out because I was mad and I was walking fast and I was in ski boots and ski boots and ice or like or oil and They're water. Cool. Or if I just wiped out like I could have anybody. But yeah, they were in the, I think this one was in the cast. Like, oh, yeah, I took it out right away. I was like, fuck, I can't have two hands in a cast. Like, I'm fucked. So, but yeah, I never really had, uh, I've had a bunch of casts, for sure. Neck neck casts. Uh, no, no leg casts. Cool. My nose has been in a cast. Yeah, but I haven't done anything else. Okay. It? Yeah. Yeah, you had a... You ever uh, had an operation? No. No, no operations no, ever. Don't think so. Not like nothing. No, <laughs> like dental operations, like no teeth pulled. No, no, no. no. Fuck, man. Who are you? Like a like an anomaly in our lifetime. Yeah, I think so. yeah. I'm one of the five percent that's actually an asshole. <laughs> right. Well, I don't know. You haven't. You are probably not an asshole because karma hasn't got you with an operation well, not, yet. Not yet, right? You know. So look forward. It's going to be bad, though. How many have I had? One, two, three. Two, three, four, up, three, four. You had like your appendix out one time, and then my that, appendix that, out. That day I dropped to the airport it was like what, like two or three days after. Oh right, you yeah, dropped me yeah. the airport. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, my appendix out. Uh, and you kind of like hobble. Got I went with to Nicaragua like three days yeah, later. You got out of the truck. He's like, oh. dude, I was okay. Pizza so that. So for the appendix, so <laughs> it didn't burst, but I was here, and my roommate graciously drove me to the air to the hospital. I had booked my flight to Nicaragua that that morning, and my appendix almost burst that night. Uh, so my roommate took me to the hospital and they're like, Hey, we got to take it to Vancouver just precautionary. We know it's your appendix and it could burst. And if it does, you're fucked. And if it doesn't, we have to take it out. So they took me to Vancouver. I took an ambulance, right? I was like, fine. Like I was like just chilling. I mean, I was hurt, but they gave me so much morphine. It was great. But, uh, I was super turned up, but I got in the, in the ambulance casual drive to Vancouver, like an hour and a half, whatever Vancouver general hospital. They put me in there and then I got postponed because some guy got shot in the chest and I was like, cool, that's fine. I didn't, shouldn't have heard that conversation, but I, the guy, doctor was way too close. He's a casual doctor. Just a casual one. Yeah, just he's like, like, yeah, we got a gunshot to the chest. He's got his own shirt and stuff yeah. on, like casual Shotgun Fridays. Shotgun to the <laughs> yeah. So he's got his jeans on. Yeah, he's got a big, so he, uh, shirt and tie. He's like, you postpone. I'm like, whatever, man. He's like, yeah, you'll be fine. I'm like, cool. So they postpone me and then operation, super non-invasive. Like, these like telescopic, I don't know, like telescopic, I don't know what the fuck it is, laparoscopic surgery it's called, sorry, mm. not telescopic, what the fuck. Um, they go through your belly button and then two other spots. And they, one's a camera, one's a knife, and one's a, they got a bag on the end. It's like a condom or something. They put sure. It Just put it all in there. Yeah, so they cut it off and they put it in there. But it was like, I guess it was behind my gallbladder. It took a bit of time. Anyway, super non-invasive. But they pump gas into your, into your abdomen. So it looks like if you're going you to fart, like, you're going to fart, like, blow off the, half the wall of your house. Yeah. So you have this kind of big gut and they're giving you painkillers. So you're constipated because the painkillers and you got a big gut because you're full of gas. And I'm, I'm going to get on a plane. So when you drove me to the airport, I was like, I was taking painkillers and I felt so bloated and just fucked up. And the last place you should be known was a plane, right? Yeah, they're like, they're like, don't go to Nicaragua. I'm like, cool. The nurse goes to me, you could probably go. The doctor's like, don't go. I'm like, hey, doc. I told him the situation. He's like, yeah, you probably shouldn't go. I'm like, cool. The nurse goes, you might, just don't do anything. I'm like, I'm going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How many years of med school did you have? Yeah. So, yeah, when you dropped me off, though, I, was kind of, I wasn't really in pain, but then when I, I got that flute into LAX, you're pretty bad. I was, I was laying on the ground, like yeah. and gobbled over and play, gobbled over and pain. <laughs> so I was gobbled over, and gobbled over and play. <laughs> but uh, 
Yeah, then I went to Nicaragua, and then I think I got an infection, and then I surfed, and yeah. I came home early. And, but operations, yeah, like, I don't know. I've had my face worked on, and I've had all my wisdom teeth pulled. I've had implants. Yeah, I've had my, you know what an adenoid is? This is, I don't want to, fuck this, this, we must be having a boring podcast, but an adenoid, it's in your nose. Um, and I had really bad allergies when I was a kid and younger. So I guess they, they, I went to the hospital and they took it out. They take your adenoids out. I think it's somewhere in your face behind your nasal passage, whatever it is, but it grows back over time. But I was so young, I used to, I would just cry and they wouldn't do the surgery. So I had to keep going back. My parents were like, just stop fucking crying. Like <laughs> go to the hospital. I'd be like, wow, they take me home. But yeah, I've had a few operations, but nothing like crazy. I mean, well, no, serious, I've had some serious, I mean, yeah. I have my, I have metal plates in my face, but, uh, that's pretty crazy. Like my buddy Jeff had to get his thumb kind of reattached. Like, but mm. I feel like most people in their lives, like I must be, I don't know if I'm accident prone, but you do the same things that I do basically. You mm. climb, you climb a ton. It's funny how people can get through doing things that I do or maybe I'm just bad at things. I think it maybe it's not to a point maybe just get, I just get lucky sometimes. Sure, man. You know, you know right. I'll, yeah. I'll rule with that because it's, you know, luck. Think. Yeah. No, I'm not. A, I'm not Is a, it lady luck? Is that what they say? Sure. Right. Yeah, that's a good yeah, lady. Mr. Luck. Yeah, Mr. Luck. I'm <laughs> right. Mr. Luck. Lady luck's on your side. That's what it is. Yeah. I say that to you. Right? I don't know what, I think that's, yeah. Luck of the Irish. Luck of the Irish. Yeah. That's a thing, right? Cause yeah. It's because it's, it, it's leprechauns. Yeah, but it's more, it's, it's actually, you know, it's actually a bad thing. Are there more rainbows in Ireland than there are other places because of that? No. No. Oh. There's not. Um, Do you know that? Because I was home recently. <laughs> There's no rainbows. I, I didn't, you didn't see that many. <laughs> Did it rain? Was oh, it rainy and sunny? Uh, yeah. It was, no, it wasn't too bad, actually. It was pretty good. You know, <laughs> right. It wasn't bad. But, uh, you know, it's a... Uh, uh, what's what were we just saying like uh, luck of the Irish yeah so it's um, you know when you talk about the famine it's luck of the Irish where it's actually a bad thing you know like a negative it's not like oh, oh luck yeah of the Irish, I guess you know, right you know so it's like luck of the Irish it's always like so then why do they why is it now that people see it as a good thing I'm, I'm not I just, luck, I'm, oh you're lucky charms yeah like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, like yeah I, I, don't know, I just remember reading it somewhere and it was like kind of yeah because yeah, it's like a fucking potato famine right yeah this is going to sound super naive and probably ignorant no um, but the potato famine, because <laughs> you had, they had to eat potatoes. That was all they had. Yeah. Or the potatoes went bad. They yeah, didn't have potatoes. Pretty much. So you only had potatoes. It was this like the. the so what was it from? What happened? There was um, like a uh, virus or like yeah, a bug. Yeah, like, like a disease in the potatoes. What was it called? The wait a minute. The plight or like a fucking like plague. The black plague. No, it was like I don't know. Pretty much anyway. It just affected the whole. So potatoes went bad. Yep, and we had nothing else. You had nothing? Nothing, uh, no. There's there's stories like, you know, people eating grass, you know, like people on farms like eating grass because they had nothing else because that's what what our soul is eating food. Sorry, this is, I'm so sorry. No, 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 but it's... But you didn't have like carrots, you didn't have anything like this. No, no, no. But like no cows, you couldn't kill a cow. No, because then there wasn't like, yeah, I don't think it was... And this is before your time, clearly. I yeah. know this, but um. But so, like, it was one of the reasons why there's so many Irish in like America. Because they pieced out. Because they pieced out. Give me, give me on that fucking yeah, boat. You know, right? And uh, there was, um, yeah, it was. It, it's it's affected the Irish population for. And it still hasn't recovered from it. You know, like it's still. Really, we, we, must have been a bunch that. of people that got boat disease. <laughs> Man, it was it was horrible. You know, and I think that kind of played into the whole kind of. Um, because there's very little support from the UK, you know, from England. And Fucking else. UK, man. Yeah, yeah, for Fuck. Those English, you know, Brits. But like, yeah, but like it's, um, it was, it was a pretty horrible, 
time for you guys are neighbors pretty Farland. much we are but I don't think we get on so much well, I don't care like whatever you don't live there no it's like it's in the US right now we're having yeah, a hard time exactly. with there yeah and I, I don't care about the US either yeah because they're over that way they are that way I think they are that actually that way yeah yeah I think that's that yeah, makes sense I'm not sure but I think they are okay cool yeah well Levitt's that way anyway yeah yeah and he has some too yeah uh, relations from country to country mm-hmm. so is Ireland a friendly country with like Scotland and, and the UK and yeah. France and you guys are all get along so no I think like the Irish are pretty friendly you're friendly them. people for sure yeah, same yeah. with Scottish but it's yeah same with, same with Welsh as well if you're, if you're so but Welsh is a country on its own yeah or is it a Wales it is mm-hmm. it's not like a it's not part of the so UK, it's, it's, but it's all part of the UK, right? So England, United Scotland, Kingdom, sorry, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's England, not part of England. England, Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland are all part of the United Kingdom, but they're kind of governed by their own kind of smaller governments, or you know they've got their own uh, locally elected politicians. And you're part of the EU for now, no. but that's that's what Brexit's all about, right? That's just for England, though, isn't it? Nope, so it would affect the whole United Kingdom. Yeah, the whole UK is going to leave. Mm. Oh, that's what so it is. Like, yeah, yeah. So, but again, so like one of the biggest deciding, there's a party in Northern Ireland called the DUP who backed England. Dupe, dupe the dupe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, here's my my biggest that's a thing. Bad name right away. Yeah, dup. I guess. Again, it's it's one of those things where. <laughs> Every time I, everybody I talked to, it was like, oh, we're not really too sure what's going on and we'll not really know until it happens. Right. And so the, the whole country's kind of like just up in the air at the moment, like with everything that's going to be coming through in the next... It takes so long for that shit to happen, oh, right? Oh, man, I don't know. Like it's, and people like, I, you know... Speaking of that, sorry, the the the, um, the issue in France right now, we're having like riots and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff because, um, because globalization and everything else. Well, the price of what's the price of fuel in Ireland? You were just there recently. Uh, yeah, it's pretty expensive. It's, it's like five bucks, a, seven bucks a gallon in France right now, or something. Like that. Yeah, and it's you know probably close. I'm sure it's the same around around. So the UK. it's like uh, one, maybe let's say one forty, maybe a liter. liter you know, because you go liters there, right? Mm-hmm. I was watching American news and they fucking do it all weird. Yeah, with all gallons and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Only country. Yeah, I know. It's weird. Like they must, they just maybe just start with using barrels of gas. <laughs> go, like, how many barrels? How, many bar- how much is the barrel of gas? Fucking idiots. Yeah. See, <laughs> Sorry, that that's one. rude. Oh, they're not idiots. Yeah, they're all great people. It's okay, they're not listening to this. It's anyway. got a fucking orange for a president. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a rotten orange. So my, my, my you know, to kind of, there's a lot of issues everywhere, right? And there's for sure there is. Regardless of where you are and where you're living, there's always something and, I, and, and I've I, like I've, not that I've traveled a lot I've traveled a bit but like it's more about understanding people's point of views being in that scenario and being mm-hmm. living there and being completely engrossed <laughs> by it I totally get it but like right. whenever, whenever people try and talk to me about it I'm like I honestly don't care I'm really sorry like I'm, uh, it's yeah. because like, I don't live like I'm not I'm not there all the time right you know in Ireland specifically being me, me in Ireland yeah, with, yeah with like all the kind of whole thing that goes on with religion most things you know? yeah I mean yeah. I guess it's it's how far removed you are from them. It makes you decide kind of how relative it is in your life. If you unless you decide to make it a point to be part of it, totally. And so if I, it's like well, if it affects if, you if, once if, a month, you're like that's a once a month issue for me. If if it was something like that though, I would still be there. You know, if I was still wanting to be right. a part of that, then if I felt felt strongly about it, you know, I might maybe get. My Do you think you'd ever join a like a uh, like a a revolt and riot? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you say never, right? I mean, fuck, right? Like, imagine. Well, think about it. Like, if you're in France right now and you're like, the world's fucked. The world mm. is pretty, the world's totally fucked for the most part. 
Um, there's pockets that aren't like, you know, you're, you li- we can live in bliss here in Canada a bit, but yeah, yeah. we're reminded by how fucked things are. Yeah, yeah. And we're, I mean, our president, our prime minister is fucked up too. Like yeah. I voted for him, but I don't, I'm not psyched now, but like in France, when you're like, like you're rioting and you're like protesting against, and you're watching cops walk towards you in any country is happening. Like as a revolt, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't, again, it comes right back to what we were saying about people getting pissed off. Right. You know, people I think, don't, I think I, I would be there, but I'd be like three or four lines back. I wouldn't be right up front. Well, I'd still be choked. Yeah, 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 exactly. But I don't think I'd be like right up front. Like, I think there's a lot of factors that kind of bring that person. People don't naturally want to revolt. I think like there's external factors that kind of make people aggressive and if make feel make them feel that passionate about something there's always leaders and followers and people yeah, who are yeah. like fighters and, and lovers and stuff so i get that so, for sure so you, you take a look at you know obviously you just watched um sacrifice oh everybody it's an interesting i, I think it might be rigged but it's an interesting uh, no i don't i don't i don't, <laughs> I don't think it is uh, it, it, the, the guy is a little bit offside the the, the character is a bit yeah, offside yeah. at that start but that's the, that's why he was chosen right that's yeah but mike so here's the deal so I'm going to explain it quickly and I'll ask him. So, so sacrifice everybody if you don't. It's a guy named Darren Brown. Pete introduced me to this guy, not personally, but just told me about him. Um, <laughs> I never met the man, but he um, he's a psychologist and like a magician and like a and a hypnotist. And that. he 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 sets up the scene for this guy to teach him that our beliefs sometimes are rooted in in misconceptions and just our own ideas of where we are locally. So we have to learn to be beyond those things and accept people for what they are and all these things. And so um, they get this guy to. Uh, he, he's he's basically racist I, I kind of right like totally yeah. he's an american guy and they he kind of tells him he's gonna he manipulates him in a way that helps him realize he's racist and he should be helping people more and be more open to people's what people have their sacrifice in life and what they put up with which i totally agree with but my question is if he hadn't been manipulated by this guy darren brown and that situation happened would he have felt that same compassion and tried to stop it instinctually rather than having those two or three months of influence with him through this guy, Darren Brown. Does that make sense? It totally does. Yeah. And I, and I, I don't think he would have, I think, I think the biggest thing for Darren Brown is to kind of let people know that these ideas and this ideology that you have, it's not, it might feel like it's who you are, but it's not, completely right and I think the idea is that being able to take someone who has those ideas and and it, yeah it, again what you were saying about mind control or like all the tactics or everything he's used to kind of make him change I think they're all good qualities to have everything that he learned from that experience was for like it was all good for right. him right you know to a point I, I think you from what you're saying like that you're like <laughs> I would not agree with everything that he's doing something right? I mean I said it pretty early on in the show when yeah. I was watching so I sent Pete a text and I was like hey I wouldn't do half the shit he's doing but then I was like, you know, I, am I skeptical? Maybe. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's why I would have. I'm, I'm more open-minded because being skeptical, I feel like when you're skeptical, you're more open-minded. I think maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like that's the case. Well, no, you're just questioning. You're just like you're, you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're assessing so, everything. Like but this guy, I don't. I. I'm not an expert in this situation, but I am curious, and I I do hold out that he may have acted the same way without that influence of the Darren Brown guy teaching him these things. But obviously I don't know for sure. I'm just, I think there's, I'm, I'm not trying to disprove this Darren guy. It was a fucking great show. And I want to watch the other two he's got on Netflix. Those two, they're special and it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. But he, 
Uh, yeah, I'm, I, I, I don't disprove. I don't think you're right. I mean, I think you're right too. I don't uh, know. I think maybe one of the reasons why they chose him too was because they maybe realized that there is some good in him as well, right? You know, they just need the kind of. He might have answered question five better than you know, somebody else answered question five, and he was also yeah. a racist. And I think that there's, you're totally right to be kind of like. The there's no control though. group. That's what I'm saying. Is like there's no placebo group where it's like we've got this guy and this guy. They're the exact same. They don't, you can't do that. Totally. There's no exact same. And you can't person. Go, yeah. Totally. Right. I get that for sure. But it is interesting to watch. It's more. I think the guy breaks down mm. like when he's staring in the other guy's eyes I'm not going to give away the plot because I mean you just watch it Darren Brown's sacrifice is great but that's uh, right and the less the thing you kind of say about it the better I wouldn't try and because it's but the, the, the emotion that he shows uh, is pretty great yeah it's incredible to show to see that it just in right. that small instance in the middle there when he is like right in front of him me, I got too much beer um, yeah. yeah I think that's an interesting thing so and the guy's from Florida. And that stands to me. I'm like, of course he is. Like the racist guy's from Florida. Of course he is. Which is a shit thing to think. Because, I mean, he could have been from Kentucky, which is, but he could have been from, he could have been from Vancouver. I don't know. Whatever, yeah. right? But again, it's just kind of like, the, the, everything that he's brought up with is all, you know, it's like a, um, like a social construction, right? That's all he's surrounded by. He's been told these things that Cubans are taking his jobs, Mexicans taking his jobs for sure. Yeah, and um, it's a fear thing for sure. But he, um, but he had he he ended up getting a sweet coat out of it. A jacket's legit. Pretty cool. It is pretty cool, right? Looks kind of like. And and, you know, obviously, (laughs) it goes it goes pretty far. (laughs) Right. But it's it's very good. Yeah, it is pretty good. Yeah, I love it. So everybody, uh, everybody, everybody, (laughs) everybody watching. Pete, yeah, Uh, Darren Brown sacrifice. The other one's called like push. Yeah. Oh, it's ten thirty. Dude, we started this at like nine, I think. Really? Yeah. Uh, what? Should we just? What are we gonna do? Should we just end it? Yeah. yeah. Are we good? Yeah, I'm Any, good. Do you have, have, have to anything pressing? No. Where's sure. your ne- Where's your next appearance? Like, we're gonna be. Where are you gonna be next? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Every every podcast I watch is like they're talking to comedians. Like, where are you gonna be next? Tell us where you go. Oh, I'll be at the uh, Improv on Tuesday. Come see me. It's like, I'm gonna be skiing tomorrow. I'll meet at the okay, house yeah, like right. I am. I'll be in the Alpine by five <laughs> by ten. I'll see you then. See you there, peak chair Come see me. Yeah, yeah, purple jacket. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Purple jacket, green boots. Yeah. And you know, just to finish up, Anne Fred says that it's uh, she loves that purple jacket because. She always knows it's me. And so and Fred's a friend of ours, and she's yeah. great snowboarder, kind of semi pro. And we all and Pete and her ride together a lot. So yeah, and yeah. it's funny because she uh, she'll say like she can notice me. Right. And I was like when I'm tomahawking, right? It's like purple jacket, green boots, purple jacket, green boots, <laughs> right. purple jackets, green boots. <laughs> Dude, I have had, I have had two. I usually have two ski outfits. The word outfit sounds so stupid to me, but I've had two ski sets of clothing mm-hmm. that I wear. Because sometimes I'm like, how's Adam doing over there? Okay. He's getting right there. He's just shut up. My roommates here are doing a podcast. Um, but I need, I like to have the incognito style. Yeah. Like I'm happy when I have the blue jacket. I covered it, but I'm like, now I have new stuff. I'm like, yeah, no one can see me. But I mean, they want my friends to see who but I am. Pe- people know it's me whenever I'm skiing, right? Because yeah, somebody else sure. has that jacket. Right. And zero really cool. people have that jacket. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that jacket before. No way. That's good. Well, I don't know. Like, have you? No. We're usually in the same vicinity within two kilometers on a regular basis, right? <laughs> you know, so I feel like I haven't seen that jacket. But yeah, I think the. Have you ever walked up with somebody and go, "Hey, Pete"? Oh, wait, no, that's not him. No, but I've done it a few. That's a good, like when you think someone looks like a doppelganger, and you're like, "Oh my god!" You're like, "Hey," and you were so convinced it's them. They're like, "They're like, who the fuck are you?" And you're like, "Oh, you're you thought I thought you're somebody else," and then it becomes like 
you have to explain to that person who the other person that guy's like i don't give a fuck who the person you thought and it you're was trying to, like you're like i'm just gonna shut up just yeah like yeah. so when you and i were skiing today did you hear that guy you go hey dan no the guy thought it was dan treadway for sure because okay. it happened to me it's happened sorry oh. dan treadway we don't look the same really but we are a long hair beard yeah, yeah, yeah. and i'm a great skier of course, Dan Treadway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He surfs. He skis on surface skis. Big <laughs> yeah. bananas. <laughs> yeah, he would be like, "Fuck you, Proctor." So, uh, yeah, pretty much. But um, no, they kind of look the same, I guess, from from a distance. And somebody I, who's somebody who's I, uninformed. I get that. Yeah, yeah, totally. So when that guy was like Dan, I'm like, I know what he means. I'm not gonna respond though, because I'm not Dan, yeah, and I don't yeah, be like, "Oh, I know who he is." I have to explain to the guy how I knew how to respond. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Uh, should we call it? Yeah, let's call it, man. High five. That's the clap. Good chat, Pete. Thanks, man. Yeah, Um, yeah, we'll see everybody at some other time.